nope, nope, no singing, no dancing, no quick-witted joke, just sit down in your seat, let's go, we gotta get to this episode. Welcome to Unbuckled Comics. If you're new, there's a liability form on the back table next to the broadswords. Please refrain from getting any paper cuts until after you're done signing them. If you are returning, thank you so much for your continued support. I am Unbuckled Cape, your ever humble host of this little comic podcast. Today, we have part two of the Dark Knights of Steel. Oh boy, and part one was so good and... You know, um, I, I've compared it to like kind of like Batman Game of Thrones or DC Game of Thrones, if you will. And if you remember, Game of Thrones ended on a kind of meh note, just a little bit of a meh note there. And uh, mm, will this end the same way? Well, before we head out on patrol, let's gather some intel first. First of all, there is social medias. On Facebook and Instagram, that's what it's called. On Facebook and Instagram, they are um, under the name Unbuckled Comics. Um, if you could and you would like to, please head on over there and give me a like and a follow and you know all that other good stuff. I started doing um, some ranking of covers. Uh, some of the more reviews that we do are things that I have single issues for, like the Dark Knights of Steel, and I'm dropping gradually... Um, ranking my covers that I have for volume one and then volume two and then um, um, probably the weekend after I'll, I'll release the one of all of them combined so I'm um, going to be ranking some covers on Instagram and when I remember I'll share them over on Facebook as well um, so then we have uh, Capes Detective that is a little game we play on my discord where I post cryptic pictures of a comic character and the uh, members of the discord try to guess i say cryptic but um not cryptic enough because yet again we have had a uh, first round winner uh savagery was the one that picked out the character he picked out solomon grundy and i used the comic panel from the long halloween where batman leaves a plate of Thanksgiving dinner in the sewer and Grundy I and you can't see the part where Grundy picks up the plate but that's the image I used and Big Kid is the one that uh, grabbed that and I am gonna start making more of an effort to stump you guys I'm I'm tired of having first round winners I'm and and Big Kid is going to help me with that with the character that he picked this time around so um, by the time you guys are hearing this we are already be in the middle of that game hopefully Hopefully we can finally stump some people. It hasn't happened yet. Um, moving on, uh, let's let's take a quick little look behind the cow here at uh, what's been going on this week at the um, what what were we calling this? The Cape Cave, my little my little home here. Um, so, just in my life in general, today I actually ran a 5K. It's the first time I ran a 5K in well over seven years, and I finished at 31 minutes and 45 seconds, and that was pushing a stroller and um, bub in that stroller. I didn't push an empty stroller. 
Um, uh, really, really happy with that. I think the last time I ran a 5K, I was right around like the 31 minute mark somewhere in there. So, um, knowing that I've been putting in a lot of work and I don't know why I decided to run a 5k. It was just something I decided to do. And this one was a Patriot run. So I'm, I'm all about supporting veterans and, and current troops in the military. Um, so it just kind of worked out nice. Uh, did that, had a lot of fun. Um, possibly going to do another one this year. I'll, I'll be looking around to see what other ones are here. going to take a little bit of a break though. I, I know I'm going to, going to be a little sore tomorrow. Outside of that, I uh, went to the comic shop today, picked up a bunch of comics in my, you know, pull list, um, some Turtles, some uh, World's Finest Teen Titans was one, the Wolverine Ghost Riders were some, the Death of Veniverse was one, uh, Godzilla, Best of Mecha Godzilla. so ended up being a lot of uh, comics um, this, this time around. So that's, you know, always a good thing. More comics. Uh, I'll also post pictures of those on social media here tonight when I'm done recording. Uh, as far as what I have been reading, I have been reading, uh, I'm trying to read the title, Impossible Stories of the Last Pit Stop. Um, that is a graphic novel that I picked up at the Wellsboro Comic Con. I need to finish that and then get the episode recorded for those because that is going to be coming out to you in, I believe that's next week you guys get that one. I believe so. So I got to get that done and get that recorded. And then just for me personally, for my own enjoyment, sometimes, you know, before bed or whenever I get a second, I am currently reading uh, the most recent run on Deadpool. And I've actually really, really been enjoying them. Uh, the humor in those are spot on, and the story's a little wacky, and it involves a symbiote, so um, all in there. And then, uh, video game-wise, I've been playing Tears of the Kingdom, and that's pretty much it. Uh, throw in Tetris 99 or Cadence of Hyrule here and there, but uh, this week it's been mainly Tears of the Kingdom, and I haven't had much time, so uh, that's really all I got there. As for um, comments for this week, I, I don't believe, let me pull up pull it up here, now that I think about it, I'm starting to wonder if I even actually added a, um, no I did, I did. So, uh, no comments for this week, which actually might be a good thing because that means we get to hit our little transition page flippy button and get on with the episode. Ah, oh, this is going to feel good to get this one off my chest. Um, I'm not sure how much of an intro I need uh, because it's Dark Knights of Steel Part 2. Part 1 was one of my favorite reads in a long time. It's it's Game of Thrones meet DC. Um, if you need a full review of Part 1 to catch yourself up, that was my previous episode, so you can just you know pause or end this one here and go listen to that episode and come back. If it has been a while, just a quick recap. When we left off, Superman had attempted to kill his half-brother Batman. Zala was on a rampage, and Constantine was trading the location of the Titans to Ra's al Ghul for the use of the Lazarus Pit to revive Prince Jefferson, and all-out war seemed inevitable. So, um, just, again, just in case you didn't heed my wording and went back to the first episode um, of this... 
basically this is there's uh, three kingdoms: the Amazons, the Kingdom of Storms, which is the Jefferson's kingdom, and then um, the Kingdom of Elves, which is ruled by uh, the Superman's family. And um, I'm blanking on his dad's name. Jor-El gets killed early on. I think issue one that was after revealing to Batman that he is actually his son and. Uh, chaos has kind of struck the three kingdoms, and I when I say Game of Thrones, I mean very, very Games of Thronesy. And after Jor-El gets killed, they blame the kingdom of storms, and Zala leaves the island of Themyscira and attacks the Jefferson kingdom. And basically, like I said, war, war is coming, um, not winter, war. Uh, so let's pick this up. In issue 7, Roz is speaking of a greater threat um, than the wars that are coming and plans on using the Titans for something big? I, I don't know. He didn't really expand on it. Um, and Constantine is, you know, grief-stricken, but, you know, now they got Prince Jefferson back, and... Even though they brought him back, it kind of seems pointless because they're not going to let him go out and reveal himself to the world because people are going to attempt to like re-kill him because they'll, they'll think he's a ghost or whatever. So it kind of makes me like wonder what the point of that even is. Um, going back to where we left off, uh, Batman, he is staying at the Kent's homestead and they take in metahumans, which is where the Titans are. <laughs> And Bruce Wayne is half Kryptonian and he was stabbed with kryptonite. So he is like dying and he has kryptonite poison. And the Titans actually put his life to a vote because, you know, again, just in case you don't know, Batman's kind of like a witcher and he goes around hunting metahumans that are pose a threat to the elves. So here he would have been hunting them. And now they are voting on whether to save him or not. And um, they, of course, vote to save him. And Raven is the one that pulls the kryptonite out of his wound, saving him um, from kryptonite poisoning. And then Dick Grayson, one of the Robins, shows up at the Kemp's. Kemp's? At the Kent's. And he was tracked there by Ra's al Ghul. And we, we get Ra's al Ghul turning into Etrigan, which is so badass. Um, I, I love the character of Etrigan and giving him to Ra's al Ghul, mixing those two characters and all oh, it, it was neat. And, you know, he turns into Etrigan and he, he really is starting to overwhelm Batman and just, it doesn't look good. And, and the Kents are there and they're trying to put up a fight as well and not helping. And all of a sudden here comes the Titans, and one of the coolest panels is seeing Beast Boy turn into a dragon, and he's like, I can turn into any animal I've ever seen, and believe me, I've seen some, and then like, you know, you get the comic little uh, symbol swearing, and he turns into a dragon, and oh, it's so cool. Um, so, after the Titans join the battle, um, it ends relatively quickly. It, it's kind of disappointing that it ends kind of quick because that was a fun section of the book, but I get it. That's not the main uh, 
the main problem going on here. That's not even the main battle. That was something that just... They put in there for this reason. Once the battle is over, Talia kind of hangs behind a little bit. And she's talking to Bruce. And um, she again mentions something bigger. And then takes off. So, moving forward, they keep mentioning something bigger. And I'm going to tell you right now... Um, I probably should have mentioned it before. Once we get about halfway through this, I'm just going to stop, and then we're going to have to start a, a, a spoiler cast for those of you that don't want to know how this ends, and it's not going to take us long to get to that point. I don't feel like this is a spoiler, but that something bigger is not in this at all. Uh, we don't we don't know what that is by the end of the book, so it kind of allows for a setup for a uh, another run of this, which is exciting. Or is it? Maybe the way this ends, it's not exciting. So, uh, moving on to issue 8. The Amazons join the Kingdom of Storms, and uh, Lois mentions the feeling of being puppeted to uh, Constantine. Her and Constantine are the advisors. Lois, the advisors to the Amazon Queen, and Constantine, the advisor to the Queen of Storms. And she mentions being puppeted, and Constantine kind of like shrugs it off but not not like majorly and the reason i bring that up is because as i mentioned in our previous episode i feel like there is something else going on that we don't know about like someone's controlling uh zala and some of the other characters in the book whether they're being mind controlled like i'm not sure but there is something going on that we don't know whether it has something to do with Joker or I don't know. But the fact that now we get the characters acknowledging it as well kind of confirms that there's another twist coming up that maybe we just don't see yet. Uh, moving back to the Kingdom of Elves, we are in the dungeon and Oliver is able to get uh, uh, Dina's uh, muzzle off with like a rock. He flicks a rock, falls off, and uh, they start to plan their escape. Um, as the Kingdom of Storms and Amazonians are riding in on the Kingdom of Elves, Harley Quinn um, and Amanda Waller make an attempt, like a last attempt at diplomacy, and it really fails miserably, and Constantine acts out of like rage and hate and attempts to kill Quinn and Waller, even though it was a peaceful visit. Like they came out to talk and then they were going to turn around and ride back and prepare for battle the way that you typically would imagine it being in a medieval setting. And Constantine just like flips his lid and attacks and Poison Ivy, of course, intervenes. And uh, she really has the battle in hand. Like it's not even much of a contest. And I, I think there's a, a, a funny little joke here where she looks at um, Harley Quinn and told her, she says something about, like, I told you I'd bury an army for you. And Quinn says, well, this is two armies, and she, oh, you're worth it. But um, So even though this book is, uh, for the most part, serious, we do get uh, quick little bits of humor that I really enjoy. And like I said, Ivy is mopping the floor with the Amazonians, and the Kingdom of Storms. Until the Joker shows up and stops her and tells Constantine to keep moving, and we figure out that the Joker's ring is talking to him. 
he has that that the green power ring and the ring is kind of telling Joker what to do which maybe has something to do with what else is going on here um and when the Joker tells Constantine to move on it gives me the feeling that Constantine is like maybe part of the mastermind behind this and and the ring is being guided by him somehow or I don't know I just I get the feeling that Constantine's behind it um as the El Kingdom prepares for war we get to see Deadshot as an archer just before the battle and um there we we also see Zala and Diana prepping to go to war for um the elves and they fly to the battleground and land and they again start you know trying to talk about peace and they again try to make an attempt at you know stopping this war and prince jefferson is hidden inside of a carriage with constantine and earlier on he he tells zala that he's going to make it rain inside of her lungs and he now starts to do it and um he's he starts to talk about how he was on the other side of death he knows what that's like and he he's kind of changed his mind he doesn't want to kill zala anymore because he doesn't wish that on anyone but again constantine is really really pushing for it and i'm starting to wonder at the end of this war who would benefit the most if all the kings and queens kind of just you know die during the war the most the people that would benefit the most would have to be the advisors right are they the ones that step in does constantine then become the ruler of the kingdom of storms it just it makes so much sense that he would be the one that would be puppeting this um before zala is uh drowned from the inside out uh queen lara actually comes and steps in and um it seems like maybe there is a chance for peace after all because her and queen hippolyta are talking and um you know they they're both agreeing that they don't want to see anyone die and uh something very major happens that i did not see coming at all and unfortunately this is where i'm going to stop the spoiler free part so um before i go back to the spoiler cast let me just wrap this up for those of you who want to stop and move on um <clears throat> so well let me let me let me do it this way um after this major thing happens uh, um Kalel shows up to battle and he starts attacking and he seems himself like earlier he was angry he was acting kind of impulsive he it didn't seem like like Kalel and now he shows up and the big battle is going on and um it's like a, a huge mess and it's a great battle and again I I'm I'm sorry I'll I'll it it'll all make sense in the spoiler cast if you choose to listen to that uh, the, the part that I do want to bring up is um, 
Batman shows up riding Beast Boy, who is a dragon. We get Batman riding into battle on a dragon, and like that changes the whole scene of the battle. And Bat, uh, Superman like goes to Batman. He's like happy to see him, and Batman kind of holds him at sword sword point. Is like you tried to kill me, and Kal El has like no idea he tried to kill Batman or that they were even brothers. Like he's he's like acting as if he never heard of this before, which again goes to the. Um, point where what is going on and then queen laura superman's mom heads to the prison and just starts killing off prisoners um so like it's it's absolutely wild what is going on here so that's that's where we'll end the um the non-spoiler cast it's it's crazy um so Uh, how do I, okay. So let me, let me put it this way for you guys. The, the, the next realization that I have is, is so massive. I don't feel right putting it out here without hitting that page transition and then jumping into a spoiler cast. And I apologize for that. I I wish that I could give you more because we are only in issue 8 and we have to get to 12. Or maybe we, that was 9. We were in 9. So, you know, 4 more issues to go. 10, 11, 12. Oh, sorry. 3 more issues to go. Um, and I left a lot out of 9 because there's just a lot going on. Um, as a whole, this story is just so fast and full of action. I find myself like, as I was reading this, so like I do a lot of my reading on my breaks at work, reading and writing for the show. I found myself going back to work, like thinking, okay, what's going on? What's happening? And when I'm at work recently, anyway, I've had to be really focused on work. Comics haven't been able to pull me out of like my day job a lot recently. And this one has because it's just, it's, it's nuts. It's crazy. I'm, I am so invested in this book and like, I'm sure when I was reading it, especially the next part that you guys are going to find out about, um, I'm sure my heart rate elevated just, just a little bit. Um, (laughs) so, uh, it's, it's awesome. I, I literally have zero complaints. Like this is TMNT, the last Ronin good. All right. So, a spoiler for the end of the show for those of you that are going to hang around. Um, this is going to get my rating of what are you doing? This, this like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin, this needs to be the next comic you read. It needs to be the next comic you read. This is so good. Go out there, get volume one. I guess we have to wait like two months for volume two to come out or um, even the hardcover where it'll probably have both of them together. But this needs to be a high priority. This is such a cool comic. And um, believe me, the parts you haven't heard even get better. So, or get even better. Um, so excited. I can't even talk. All right. Uh, I'm going to play our little page flip transition. I'm going to play it twice. At the end of that second one, you have been warned. I'm going to start spoiling every bit of this book. All right. I'll see you on the other side. So to make a little more sense out of what I was saying before, uh, when Superman enters, uh, let me back up. 
to make a little more sense out of what I was saying before, uh, Queen Hippolyta is talking about, hey, there's a way that we can solve this. We want to take Queen Lara, Zala, and Kal-El as prisoners. We don't want to kill them because that makes us the bad people and no one has to die. We just need some kind of retribution for our king and prince being killed because remember they have no idea that Prince Jefferson was actually revived. Um, and she's like, no one has to die. And Laura's like, yes, no one has to die. And they reach out and shake hands. And then Laura's like, but where's the fun in that? And she tears Queen Hippolyta in two using force and heat vision. And like, I didn't see it coming. Like, what is going on here? Why are the elves acting so uncharacteristic? And then Superman shows up and... His mom starts attacking him, and, like, I don't get it. Batman shows up on the dragon, it kind of breaks everything up, and she goes into the prison and just starts massacring prisoners. Um, the first one she gets is, um, um, yeah, King Shark. And then uh, Oliver and Diana, or Diana, Oliver and Dina are able to break out, and um, Laura starts chasing them down, and she gets out into the open and has this like huge collision with something else flying in and like it's it's Laura like another Laura and Alfred starts yelling fire use fire and that is the moment where it finally dawned on me what is going. I I had it pegged so wrong, and I didn't see it coming. There are so many staples of the DC Universe in this. We've seen, like even The Flash. We haven't even talked about The Flash at all, but he was one of the prisoners early on. You've seen him zipping around inside of the, the jail cell. We haven't seen Martian Manhunter yet. And the second Alfred started yelling, use fire, I was like, oh my word, they're Martians. Earth has been invaded by white Martians who are disguising themselves as the Elves and the Jeffersons and um, causing this large war because they want to wipe out all of the superhumans so that they can then enslave the earth. And it turns out Alfred is actually Martian Manhunter. Wild. Absolutely wild. So in issue 10, we get the three queens, four if you're including Ivy, uh, listening to John Jones or Alfred, whatever you want to call him at this point, listening to his story. Um, just so we're clear, the queens are Laura L, now Diana of Themyscira, and, um, I don't remember the Jefferson queen, but she stepped in after her, her father, after one of the white Martians who we thought was Zala killed her father, which now makes complete and total sense, right? Superman attempting to kill Batman, that was actually a white Martian. Zala wrecking the ships and all that crazy stuff that she was doing white martians it makes so much sense so anyway the the four queens 
or three queens and then queen of the forest in uh, Ivy uh, hear out Alfred's story and how Mars turned into a civil war because of a white Martian named Protex found the green Martians inferior and wanted to enslave them and this civil war left uh, Alfred the only green Martian survivor. And this has now uh, united the three kingdoms and the forest for the first time ever. Um, and, and like they're, they're united by the mourning of all their losses and realize that they were all being played. So issue 10, and, and it's, you know, normal length issue, but it's almost like that typical Martian Manhunter origin story type deal why he left uh mars so um i'm not going to spend too much time going over that uh then issue 10 ends with us looking at luther or the joker however you want to look at him and it turns out the power ring was never talking to him it was actually protex like camouflaging himself and like just standing behind joker talking and like convincing him to do these things to like um entice a war between all the three kingdoms and he's like sitting in a tree and protex reveals himself and just kind of pushes him off the tree and kills him and if i have a complaint this is one of them it's a small complaint and i can see why they did it but it felt really cheap for this character um but i even though it feels like a cheap death for like the main villain it kind of seems right because like we thought he was the villain and then nope someone else was even puppeteering him and he was just a pawn and pushed him off and i think his motives were a little bit weak for him being the main protag or main antagonist here so i'm okay with it i just maybe i would have liked to have seen one of the heroes actually get him um kill him capture him whatever something um, rather than just him being pushed off of a tree and that's how that ends. But uh, it, it definitely fits the flow of this story for sure. Uh, moving on to issue 11, uh, this one is much slower and serves as an interlude between the final conflict and what has been going on. Um, Bruce gets to talk to Kal-El about them being brothers um, and, you know... Kal-El, of course, is in, in the most typical Superman way where most people would be upset and, like, you know, confused about what happened. He immediately immediately gives Batman a hug and is like, I always kind of looked at you as a brother. I'm so happy that you actually are my brother. So, uh, And then Bruce and Alfred get a moment to talk and come together um, shortly after Protex tries to, to kill Alfred, but... Uh, is unsuccessful bruce and alfred talk and you know they get to kind of come to terms with everything that was going on and how even though batman feels like he was lied to he can't get over the fact that um alfred was such a big part of his life and you know he he, he loves alfred dearly as if he was a father so um after all this, the uh, the kingdom starts to build fires everywhere and um, a fire moat, and it's uh, again very Games of Thronesy. I kind of remember them doing that in Games of Thrones, I believe. Like they they lit uh, the Red Lady was able to light everyone's swords on fire to to fight the 
what were they called? The White Walkers? Yeah, yeah, like the, the Army of the Dead, the White Walkers, whatever. Um, so they, you know, dig a moat and dump a bunch of pitch into it and light it on fire, and they're, they're prepping for this big battle against the White Martians, and, um... The, the elves end up going and finding the rocket ship that, uh, yeah, why do I keep forgetting his name? Jor-El and Lara-El landed in, and they, they take out the information crystal, and they make the Phantom Zone protector, protector? Projector. I was reading a little bit too far ahead. And, uh, oh, yeah, nothing, not, not a big deal here, but, um. Amanda Waller and Deadshot are actually allies with the Martians. Like, alright. Let me, let me. I thought I had this book figured out, right? I thought the twists and turns were done. And then all of a sudden we get this um, little snippet of Amanda Waller and Deadshot walking into a cave where all the White Walkers are hidden and they kind of argue with each other. And, like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, this is why Waller was pushing so hard for war. She wants war because she wants all the superhumans gone because then she gets to rule the kingdom of the owls. And she has agreed to give the rest of the earth to the white Martians. Like, yeah, that makes total sense. And, of course, she's telling them, like, I'm going to get you another way into the kingdom. But this time when I do it, you finish the job. And, like, it's just, it's crazy. I, I didn't see that coming at all. Like, I again, I thought I had... A, I thought the last big plot point was going to be like, oh, Martians. And no, it's actually Martians and, you know, Amanda Waller's a, a big turd. Um, so, in our final epic issue, um, again, Waller is urging the L's kingdom. Um, sorry. Waller wants the L kingdom, and she uh, is is telling the uh, White Martians that she has a certain squad that can get them into the kingdom. Um, we don't get to see very much of them. Uh, Captain Cold is one of them, and he you know shows up and throws is able to put out some of the fires to enable an attack. Um, the big three plus Zala, so Batman. Superman, Wonder Woman, and Zala um, lure the Martians to the volcano that has been dormant since the Kryptonians saved the kingdom of the Waynes and then thus becoming the kingdom of the Elves and blah, 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 blah. They lure them to this volcano and um, make it erupt. And we get one of the coolest panels in all of comics. We get to see Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman on fire like Zala dumps a vat of pitch on the three of them so that they light themselves on fire for the battle and then Diana um, is able to figure out which of the Martians is actually the one that killed her mom and the revenge she takes on that Martian is epic and it feels oh so good um, so the ending is awesome, but it felt a little short, but I it, it was so cool to see this whole thing in, in Justice League fashion, right? Instead of having this army fight this battle against the Martians, 
Now all of a sudden the big three and Zala are united. The whole kingdom is united. You had um, the the advisors, Harley Quinn, Constantine, and Lois Lane working together. They're the ones that devise this plan. Like Everything is now clicking on all cylinders so that normal people don't have to be in this battle. It made sense to not have like the big epic um, swordplay fight that you're kind of expecting from a medieval epic. You know what I mean? Um, it makes sense when you look at it uh, from a standpoint of DC, right? The big three and others are divided and this is their coming together moment. And it just, it worked so well here for them to like just join together and boom. Um, but that is uh, unfortunately not where the book ends. We, we could have ended there and would have been pretty satisfied. But um, Amanda Waller is going through the castle and Alfred passes by and he says to her, you know, it's a neat little magic trick you got keeping me out of your brain too bad you didn't use it on your buddy or whatever and he read dead dead shot i almost said deadpool he read dead shots mine and knows that they're actually kind of in cahoots with the white martians and behind all of it and in an attempt to stop them um unfortunately alfred uh catches fire and he himself dies um batman is unable to get there in time and amanda waller attacks then deadshot yelling traitor and you know is able to maintain her innocence um i really wanted to see her you know at least get thrown in jail something um the fact that she didn't again makes me really 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 hope that we get another one of these series here in the near future um so to end uh the three kingdoms become one and there is mention that their um, unity might bring on new rivals such as the Kingdom of Sea and I forget what the uh, the Kingdom of like the North, the Cold, something like that. Um, so there is mention of um, Aquaman and I guess maybe the, like Captain Cold in them. I, I don't I'm not really sure. But again, pointing out a sequel. But uh, hold on one second getting to the end of my book and it's hard to flip my pages here um let, let let's 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 just wrap this up we we got almost 40 minutes into it one of my all-time favorites that's all you need to know this is one of my all-time favorites it, it's it's fast it has a great little mystery of like what's going on with some good plot twists and a good end. And and I, actually, this is a great end, right? It's not a happy ending. It's a little tragic with the loss of Alfred and other people. Um, they leave the possibility open for a sequel. I think it makes it a great ending to this comic. I I really could not be happier with it. My only complaints or the end for the joker it just kind of felt cheap um you know he was kind of built up to be this big bad you know well he was he was quote unquote the green man right there's this prophecy you know beware the green man the prophecy that constantine had shouted out in the beginning and what they meant what you know now looking back at it you know oh the green man was martian manhunter john jones or alfred whatever you want to call him he was the green man that was being that we were being warned about 
and not the the Joker with the power ring. Um, so, you know, great diversion in the story. Like I said, I really enjoyed how um, it would bring up questions, you know, and we were always being given answers. We weren't being given answers to the big questions, but we were being given answers to the little ones. Um, why did Batman withstand um, Black Canary's cry in some of the early, one of the early uh, issues? Oh, it's because he's part Kryptonian. Like, we had that question and answer within the same one. But the question of what the world is going on with the elves and why are they acting un-L-like, we didn't get that until, you know... Like, that question remained over almost the course of the whole series, which is, I like that. I really like that when we're given these little plot points of like, oh, why is this that way? Oh, okay, here's an answer. We're not spending the whole time wondering, and it's not dragging itself out. This is so well done. Um, like I said earlier, this is an easy, what are you doing? I, I think as soon as the volume two compilation or trade paperback comes out or the hardcover compilation with all of them in it. You need to be going out there. And, and also note one that we did not talk about was, um, dark Knights of steel three kingdoms. It's actually like a little one shot prequel. I, I did not throw that into the mix, but that's out there as well. I read it, but I don't really remember much. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just mainly about a young, Bruce Wayne, Kal-El, and Zala, I think. But either way, um, I'm sure if a hardcomer comes out, that that's going to be in it. But either way, this is this is something that needs to be read yesterday. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Read this book. Um, thanks a lot for hanging out with me, guys. Um, uh, we will see you next week. Our topic of choice is going to be Daredevil, the is it the Fist Saga or the Hand Saga? I think it's the Fist Saga. Daredevil, the Fist Saga, Volume 1. And until then, get out there and save the world, you bunch of heroes.